Hi friends and welcome to season three of Live Life Well, the podcast. Our mission is to end burnout culture by empowering world changers to burn bright and not out so that they can live a life full of purpose, joy and delight. My name is Amy Leong and I'll be sharing the life-giving practices and lessons that I've learned on this journey of failing forward. As a former lawyer turned leadership and wellness coach, we'll be talking about holistic wellness, servant leadership principles, self-care, mental health and spiritual health, and other things close to my heart, such as social justice issues, the power of mentoring and being mentored, creativity in the workplace, and the current global pandemic. I'm dedicated to share from a place of authenticity, and I'm going to give you VIP access to my conversations with wise mentors and guests. My hope is that by the end of each of these episodes, you'll have something you can apply to your life so that you can live it well. I hope that this also just feels like we are sitting across from each other over a nice cup of coffee or favorite beverage in a cafe somewhere in Melbourne and having a chat like old friends. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. Hi, Live Life Well podcast listeners. This is Amy here and I am excited to share with you the first interview that we have as part of National Mental Health Month. We will be talking to Zoe Wong and she is someone I will introduce to you shortly, but this is going to be the episode for those who work in some kind of corporate role, whether it's a lawyer, an accountant, a consultant, Um, those types of roles, but really anyone in a high pressure work environment, um, I think you'll find the tips that Zoe shares quite helpful. And I should mention that this is actually part one of two, because we talk with Zoe in a separate episode that's been split off from this one um, about her social enterprise that she co-founded with her uh, friend, Denise. Um, So we'll leave that for you in a second episode after this one, Uh, but I hope you enjoy it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode two of season three of Live Life Well, the podcast. Today, I have Zoe Wong, who is joining us for National Mental Health Month. And Zoe is someone who is part of a management consulting firm background And she has experience in corporate strategy in a wine company and has also done operations in that space as well. She has done social impact work for a global consultancy group um, and also does freelance social enterprise work as well. And she's also in the midst of the global pandemic started a social enterprise. So we'll get to that in a moment. But welcome, Zoe, to Live Life Well, the podcast. Thanks, Amy. It's my pleasure to be here. And we, of course, have to give a little shout out to our mutual contact, Stella, who uh, introduced me to Zoe or maybe it was vice versa, really. And we've had some really good chats around uh, particularly what it is like working in the corporate space um, and how there are mental health challenges um, in that um, space as well. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to hear from you, Zoe. 
um, maybe share a little bit about how you've, um, a little bit about your background, perhaps beyond what I've just shared right now, and um, perhaps then moving into some of the challenges that you've seen in your corporate career. Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, as you mentioned, I did start my career in a management consulting firm, um, and then afterwards I moved into corporate strategy uh, in a wine company. Um, and, and through that role, I got to travel a little bit, uh, did a secondment in, in Shanghai, uh, looking after strategy for, for the region. Um, and that was, that was really fun um, and also very challenging at the same time. Mm. Um, and then afterwards, I um, moved into freelance consulting and I decided to uh, follow my passion around social impact work. So a bit of backstory around that is that I actually started volunteering at Global Consulting Group um, around nearly 10 years ago now, nine years. Wow. Yep. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I got to see, um, you know, I got to actually put my skills, my consulting skills to use uh, in that space. And I realized actually there's a, there's a lot more that I could do uh, that would directly impact lives and, uh, and people with that. So I've taken that pivot in my career recently and gone down more on, on the social impact path. Um, and like you said, I recently started a, a social enterprise um, during the pandemic. Um, I think that was a time when a lot of people were um, experimenting and also doing things that you know, were on the bucket list and that they always really wanted to do. And that was one of the things that, that was on my list. Um, and then on the side, I also do freelance consulting uh, for social impact organizations as well as startups. Fantastic. Yeah. And so in that space, um, how have you seen your mental health kind of impacted like by the work that you do? Because I'm, I'm guessing like with social impact work, there's a lot of deadlines and even working in a consultancy type role and strategy type role, there's going to be deadlines that you kind of think about ahead of time. How does that impact you when it comes to your mental health? Yeah, um, actually, if, you, if I think about, you know, my corporate career and also um, sort of my now more entrepreneurial slash startup freelance consulting career, um, the types of stresses I, I face are slightly different. So, for example, if I think about my corporate career, um, it's those deadlines, mm. those stakeholders and, um, you know, in consulting, um, often we had to work pretty long hours, um, you know, staying past midnight in the office back oh, in the day yeah, yeah. was was not unheard of um and so um it was tiring um from that front um and and stressful as well I think you know one of the things about um corporates or say even consulting is that um oh, I'm actually particularly in consulting is that competition that we constantly have um you know surrounded by amazing people yeah. and we're all constantly trying to be the best version of ourselves yeah. um, but at times that that can really take its toll. Uh, and also this um, probably early on in my career, like a sense of needing to prove my worth uh, really mm -hmm. added that weight on top of things and, um, you know, being self-critical as well. I think there's a fine balance between um, knowing um, knowing where you can improve, having a really honest assessment of yourself and taking that in a very positive way uh, and then moving forward versus um, just beating yourself up, which then can go down into a really negative spiral. Um, and so in my younger days, I think I was I was a lot, a lot harsher on myself than, than I should have been. Um, and, you know, over the years I've, I've matured and, you know, and, and in a way um, taken a step back and uh, seen the bigger picture uh, and also learned to really enjoy um, the work that I do, the team that I'm in um, 
And so um, I think, you know, a combination of perspective, um, you know, combined with um, mindfulness practices um, and uh, self-confidence, I think, you know, knowing myself, being confident in myself uh, and being assured um, and, yeah, and knowing my identity, I guess, um, has really helped me to overcome some of those challenges I faced earlier on in my career. Mm, yeah, I resonated with so much of what you were saying because, like, um, I think when you're starting out, particularly that bit about having to prove yourself, like, I think mm. that that can put really play a huge piece in why sometimes we do struggle because we're we're like, oh, I can't even tell anyone that I'm struggling. Because exactly. like that will impact on how, you know, a partner or, you know, my manager is going to look at, you know, my mm. work and who I am. And, um, and I, I was listening to something really interesting the other day, and it was about how we actually are ingrained a lot of the times around this thing of like work being who we are. Like you mentioned identity, because if yeah. you think about it, uh, I was just, when you were talking, the, um, the fact that we ask kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. And we, and then we like, oh, do you want to be a doctor and, you know, lawyer or all these kind of things. We actually already start from a very young age telling kids that what, who you are is what you do. And yes. so I think like, you know, having that awareness now that actually my identity is not what I do. Like it's actually mm-hmm beyond you know my job or my job my role title and things um, yeah makes a huge difference and I think that also impacts our you know state of mind as well so yeah that is so true that is so true um I, I have a, a friend and her favorite line was just be just be yourself just just be and not you know focus on like what you do um and you're so right like it it defines society so much um these days and um and I think it you know it does involve a conscious effort to actually you know say to ourselves you know what it's it's not what we do that's who we are it's just who we are um and funnily enough actually um last year uh I I moved overseas and uh took a bit of a sabbatical and Mm. I it was such a it was such a good time for me because um, in a sense, when people asked me, oh, so what do you do? My real answer was nothing. Mm. <laughs> I'm doing nothing. Um, wow. And uh, I don't know how, I don't know um, if you or your listeners uh, have watched um, Winnie the Pooh. I think one of the, one of my favorite lines from that was, was it Winnie the Pooh? It was Christopher Robin, a okay. movie that yep. was out recently. And um, Winnie the Pooh uh, sounds really childish, but his favorite line is um, sometimes the very best of something comes out of nothing or something like that. Ooh. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. And I think 2020 was such a, such a good year for everyone to just kind of stop and yeah. think about, hey, you know, all this rushing, all this doing, where is it actually going? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's such good perspective. Um, I actually haven't watched that movie yet, so I'll have to go dig it out. <laughs> but sometimes, yeah, Winnie the Pooh and, like, these, like, cartoon characters just have these, like, spouts of wisdom and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. there's some, like, scriptwriter or, like, um, character development person behind the scenes who's, like, just really... Yeah 
you know, really switched on, I think, in that space. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Side tangent, if I I just thought about, you're talking about cartoons, and I thought about um, The Lion King. Oh, yes. And you know that part when uh, Simba's looking into the pool and his father's like in heaven and, you know, going, remember who you are or something oh, like that. Yes, yes. Um, that was, I think, so powerful. And, you know, it comes back to that point of, of identity and, you know, not letting your work or, you know, your successes or your failures define who you are. Um, mm. And I think it, it's something that, yeah, over time I've learned um, and has really helped me with, with you know, anxiety or stress and um, negative thought patterns like that. Mm, yeah, that's so good. Um, and you mentioned as well, like some uh, practices that you had developed over time to help you manage the stress and like the anxiety. Like, can you share a little bit with our audience and myself? Um, yeah. What kind of practices that helped you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so for context, um, when I was working in corporate strategy, um, it was a very fast paced environment and most people think that industry is not that fast paced but you know for the company the company that I was in was uh, it was pretty aggressive with its growth with how fast how quickly it moved um, and so th- I found myself you know at times in the morning when I would um, just kind of dread going to work mm. uh, you know not sure if anyone out there can empathize but yeah you know this thought of oh so many deadlines someone's going to say this about my work I'm going to have that you know fire that I need to put out oh and there's another fire over there and it can all really build up so what I what I found was really helpful for me was to just start the day um, in meditation um, just you know you know instead of waking up rolling out of bed and going straight to work and just dragging my feet um, you know and it's it still happens once in a while don't don't get me wrong um you know not uh, as disciplined as I'd like to be in, in that practice at the moment, but I do try my best to do it. Um, I'll just take out my journal, um, you know, uh, read some uh, scripture or positive thoughts um, and just anchor myself for that day. Um, and, you know, keep my, keep my perspective on the big picture, on hope, on truth. Um, and um, yeah. And, you know, I would, I would use that to, you know, either unload burdens and also just, you know, kind of clear my thoughts, um, write it out neatly so that it's not just all sitting in my brain and getting clumped up and, and confusing me and weighing down. Um, so it's a combination of, of things when, when, I, when I journal or meditate in the morning, you know, thinking about um, truth and positivity, um, you know, unloading some of the worries and the concerns that I have on paper um, and just uh, being able to take a step back and, and ground myself before I start the day. Um, and if at any point in time during my day I get thrown off or if I get um, overly anxious, you know, I can always look back on my journal and be like, okay, remember that calm morning that I had uh, and just almost like recenter myself uh, so that I can continue and proceed with, with the day. Mm. Um, so I found that really helpful. Um, you know, I'm a, I, I tell my husband, I go through notebooks like water. <laughs> and so, um, you know, whether on paper or electronically uh, and sometimes at night, even I will, you know, just reflect on my day. Um, again, same practice, reading um reading something that's uh, reflective and allows me to be introspective uh but also you know take my eyes off the minute details that weigh me down and, and just look at the big picture of things and realize that hey 
there is much to be thankful for in my day. Um, and, you know, if anything didn't go really well, it's not all that bad. Mm, that's great. Yeah. I think that practice of being intentional about your day rather than letting the mm. day run run your agenda you just summed it up um, perfectly <laughs> yeah. yeah oh it's it's because it's something that I've also known like I came out of a quite high pressure environment myself mm. um and one of the strategies yeah was journaling and actually um for me you also mentioned like what are you grateful for so like a gratefulness practice um mm. you know I've I think, you know, it's been mentioned a lot around the space, but like gratitude journaling, like just writing mm-hmm. three things that you're thankful for at the start yeah. of the day, um, again, three at the end or, you know, whatever is just yeah. a really good um, t- good strategy, I guess, to, like you said, anchor yourself into the present moment and kind mm-hmm. of take a step back and not allow, yeah. um, you know, just the, sometimes it's like, the urgent little urgent things that um, that do pop up and you're not expecting it. So I think like your brain kind of then puts you into this flight or fight mode. Um, mm. And then that's where, you know, obviously the stress levels come up. Right. And I think it's, yeah. Um, yeah I remember when I was in my last role and we had, yeah, like you said, deadlines um, and everyone was just panicking around me and I'm just like, well, what's the benefit of panic right now? Is it going to change the situation? Is the stress, Mm -hmm. is stress actually going to make anything different? And Mm -hmm. then like actually walking myself through that mentally and being like, okay, nothing's going to change. If I stress now, it's probably going to make things worse. So what's the best thing I can do right now is just to be like clear headed and I'm just going to go through, you know, the the to-do list and we'll just do it. And I just remember my colleagues saying, oh, baby, you're like so calm. Like, how are you so calm? I'm like, well, what, like, what can I do right now beyond, yeah. you know, just doing the work? And if the stress is not helping, then let's just put stress on the back burner or just let it go, really, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love it. I love it. It resonates so much. And, you know, just picking up on a couple of points that you made, you know, like you said, when everyone's stressing out around you and really busy, it actually just rubs off on everyone else. And you just end up into this, you know, negative spiral. Um, Whereas if one person just says, you know what, I'm not going to stress out and I'm going to stay calm. And it instantly just causes this whole sense of calm to to go through the whole project or a whole team and you know it's it's incredible what what one person can do you can have a whole team of 10 stressing out yeah. one person stops and it just changes the the mood and, and the atmosphere so yeah very yeah. very powerful yes and it's actually just a very easy leadership kind of principle as well it's just like you actually yeah. can um decide and make a choice as to how you're going to feel in that moment and then like you said it has that ripple effect across the team and you can be that person that changes the atmosphere and changes um you know the feeling in the room that you're in as well so hopefully that's helpful for people who are listening to the podcast as well it's just like if you're feeling like everyone around you is stressing out that you don't necessarily have to feed into that you can actually Um, take a moment out of you know that day if it means actually like leaving the room I think or you know I guess it's a bit hard because we're actually like on zoom half the time but I think like if it's after a stressful meeting like just take that moment to like journal or like process your thoughts Um, it just makes a huge difference like when you're just 
give yourself the permission to not go with the flow, but be that change um, for your workplace and for your community, whatever that looks like. So absolutely. um, Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode. It was my joy and delight to bring it to you. And I do hope that it has given you some practical tips on how you can live life well. I would love to hear your feedback on what resonated with you or stood out to you. So please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our Facebook page. If you haven't already, please subscribe, like, and share this podcast with your friends, your family, your neighbors. And if you are sharing it on Instagram, make sure you follow and tag us at livelifewell underscore the podcast. You can also find me, Amy Leong, at underscore Amy Leong underscore on Instagram, where I share more resources on how you can burn bright and not burn out as part of my new leadership and holistic wellness coaching business, the Live Life Well movement. Thanks again for joining us and I'll see you in the next episode.